many people are unwilling to take a five to 10 year investment time horizon on an equity portfolio. And we expect those same individuals to take a 30 year investment commitment or a 30 year time horizon on a home. And for me, it's going to be hard to convince somebody of such especially for those who are still recovering from the drunken stupor of artificially low interest rates for such a long time. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's favorite Christian financial advisors always make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time we release new episodes and be sure to like and comment and share this episode it really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you if your dreams of buying a home has been put on the back burner for right now you're not alone it also seems as if consumer confidence in the housing markets are hidden at all time no. federal national mortgage association better known as Fannie Mae sentiment index, the HPSI, decreased 4.1 points in October to 56.7, its eighth consecutive monthly decline and lowest reading since the inception of the index in 2011. The HPSI summarizes data from the National Housing Survey on consumer conditions, attitudes, and intentions about housing. It's obvious that people don't think that's a good time to buy that others are thinking it's not a good time to sell and right. But like anything, there are exceptions to the rule. There are going to be some who will be able to move into their dream home and those who are going to be able to sell their home at a great price, even in these economic times, some due to necessity and some due to opportunity. Now, I recently heard a philosophy of just getting into the house regardless of the interest rate and to refinance when the rates get better or lower for this case. But this type of generalization, this generalized advice, can be detrimental to the casual investor. There are some more factors that go into making a huge decision, such as a home purchase. On this show, we talk about time horizon a lot. Many people are unwilling to take a 5-10 to 10 year investment time horizon on an equity portfolio. And we expect those same individuals to take a 30 year investment commitment or 30 year time horizon on a home. And for me, it's going to be hard to convince somebody of such, especially for those who are still recovering from the drunken stupor of artificially low interest rates for such a long time. If you've been in a house hunting market or thinking about refinancing for at least the past five years, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're going into the mortgage offices and they are running your credit. They are looking up the equity and they are throwing out numbers like 3% and 2% far cry from your 5 and 6% that you received when you first purchased your house. But you're stuck in the closing costs, an extra $500 or $200 in extending your mortgage for another 30 years, and you decide to wait. And after a few weeks of thinking, 
talking about another drop in interest rates, you decide to wait longer. The mortgage officer is still calling, asking if you are still interested, and you just, once again, put it on the back burner. Then 2020 hits. The feds start raising rates and those 2% quotes start to fall off the table. And now it looks like in some situations, refinances included, will no longer be a viable option for most house hunters and people trying to reduce their monthly payments. As reported by Fannie Mae, Doug Duncan, Fannie Mae's senior vice president and chief economist says, consumers are increasingly pessimistic about home buying and home selling conditions amid persistently high home prices and unfavorable mortgage rates. The bad time to buy component increased to a new survey high this month, while the good time to sell component continued its downward trend. Consumers also remain concerned about the movement of home prices. Expectations that prices will decrease reached a new survey high, particularly among homeowners, offering further support to our forecast of home price declines in 2023. As continued affordability constraints reduce home buying demand and homeowners become reluctant to sell at potentially reduced prices, we expect home sales to slow even further in the coming months We are seeing investors trying to quote-unquote wait for the best deal. Now I'm not saying that waiting is a bad idea, but many investors don't know what they're waiting for. You know, what does lower even mean? In our prior example, we saw people waiting for a lower interest rate than 3%, and now instead of paying that extra $200 for closing costs, they're paying thousands and thousands of dollars in interest rate charges that they could have saving and putting it into somewhere else. So once again, what does lower actually mean? You know, when rates were low, they didn't have a number that they could use as a benchmark and a trigger point. But the problem is, is that a lot of investors are afraid of missing out. We had a conversation about FOMO and the fear of missing out and how God has not given us a spirit of fear and how the postponement of things that we know are going to be in our best interest is nothing but the devil working against us. You know, the technical word for it is opportunity cost. Opportunity cost is when you miss an opportunity to make an alternative choice due to your initial choice. So if you choose stock A and stock B goes up by 5%, 5% was the opportunity cost of choosing stock A. Therefore, investors are not considering the opportunity cost of not making a decision. So I want to give you a few things to consider when you are deciding to buy a house. One, how long do you plan to stay? If you're planning to stay for less than five years, maybe you have a little work, you were in the military, or your job may request that you move at some point, you may want to reconsider. Two, location. You know the saying, location, location, location. The house may be the perfect price, but if it's not in a good neighborhood with great schools and other non-tangibles, you may want to consider all of those costs. Three, you don't want to be house poor. Many Americans have most of their wealth tied up in their homes. Their mortgages are draining so much of their discretionary income, so they are unable to do the things that make life worth living. Checking your debt to income ratio would be a big help. It would also help you get better rates when you do apply for a mortgage. Debt to income ratio determines your ability to pay back a loan. If your debt is low and your income is high, that's a good thing. But if your debt is high and your income is low, that's not so good.
So, let's make sure that you know your numbers. Here's a bonus tip, price versus cost. I've known multi-million dollar houses to be bought and there's no furniture inside because the buyer couldn't afford it. So before you buy that six bedroom, four and a half bath with three car garage, make sure that you keep up with the maintenance of that property or have the ability to. And that includes taxes and utilities. And you'd be surprised at how many people lose their home and somebody gets a wonderful deal at an auction just because they didn't pay their taxes. You know, it takes a lot of energy to keep up a home and even cool down a 5,000 square foot house with only one or two people in it. You're basically paying for your furniture to have a good environment to be still and do nothing in. So sitting down with a realtor will help you make some of these decisions. I also want you to understand that mortgage officers want to get paid and they get paid when you sign the loan. So they're going to try to get it any way that they can. But speaking with the financial advisor, they want to know more than if you can afford it. They want to know if you can maintain it. Anyone can come up with $100,000 to put down on a million dollar home. But can you keep up the note, the utilities, and not eat out of a can of beans for the rest of your days is the question. So with the combination of a financial advisor, a good mortgage officer, obviously, who's going to try to get you the lowest rate, you will increase your probability of getting a good home. And let's not forget about a realtor. In Romans chapter 12, verse 12, it reads, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. It is up to us to be faithful. If you're trying to get a home and it isn't in your best interest, that is not okay. You can still say if you're renting, you could put some money to the side to increase your down payment, which will reduce the interest paid over the course of your home, which means more money in what? Your pocket. That's why we have this podcast. We want more money in your pocket because we believe what? That God has made you the steward of your wealth. We don't want to give that money. We don't want to give that responsibility away to someone else. See, you can improve your income you know, you want to figure out your opportunity costs. And if you wait, you will miss out on the home of your dreams. So ask yourself, if you get this house, will you be house poor? What stress will the new mortgage place on the family in your overall financial plan? Understand the difference between the price and the cost because just because you buy it doesn't mean that you can afford it. You know, I think sometimes we are trying to impress our friends by saying, I own my home or I only pay this. It's like, we need to let go of that because just saying that you have a certain size house is costing you thousands and thousands of dollars, okay? And finally, we want to rejoice. Don't be sad. Be patient during these trials and tribulations and stay in prayer. God is going to reward you for your patience. He is going to reward you for staying true to your purpose. So as you go on with your day, I pray God blesses you with the home of your dreams. I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment, and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, which you should be, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, you will receive a free gift. If you need help building your financial plan, information with us will be 
given right after the show. I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side. Lodgeman Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Lodgeman Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may Financial advisors say that are in podcast for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or your own.